0: Matrix breakers value true, authentic friendship. There is a saying that goes, proximity is power. Friendship can be powerful in both negative and positive ways. This is why being strategic about who you become and stay friends with is so vital to your overall well-being. If you want to take a break, or if you want to break... One major form of the matrix, don't look at the government or some evil corporation. Look in the mirror and at the people you surround yourself with. You must take control of your friendships in your life. This matrix is a tough one because it's personal and close to home. In order to break this matrix, it will require you to transcend the person you are in order to filter those people you call friends and be decisive about whether or not you should continue investing time, money, and energy into those relationships. Today's podcast will detail the value of friendships and how to Know You Have True, Authentic Ones. I will be, once again, referring to a book called Resolved by Oren Woodward. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating, review, and feel free to share this with your family and friends. If you'd like to support Matrix Breakers, you'll want to check out our ACT Energy Drink, Advanced Cellular Therapy is what ATC or ACT stands for. Uh, The ACT or ACT energy drink is a balanced proprietary combination of highly effective all-natural ingredients that work together on the cellular level. The result is a powerful mental and physical boost that you will start to feel working in minutes and last 4 hours. It comes in a powder and drink form. I prefer the powder canister because I mix it with other nutritional products. The supply lasts longer and it's only $44. I have been taking this daily for years now and it has never stopped working. I rarely, if ever, feel tired after lunch like I used to. I have energy from waking up in the morning until I'm ready to sleep in the evening, usually around 10 p.m., which at that time I use the Hemp FX Relax to begin to wind my body down for a much needed rest. Once I take the Hemp FX, I'll begin to read until I can no longer keep my eyes open. Now, I've obviously plugged this product in the previous podcast, but I wanted to bring it up again because I think it is that Important. And also there's something I didn't make as clear earlier in my previous podcast. But one thing I'll say is this. I, like many other people, am an energy drink freak. I grew up in high school always taking Red Bull or Monster and uh, coffee was never really a thing for me. It is today, but it wasn't back then. And I would go to work or I'd go to school and I would constantly be taking a Monster or Red Bull and I'd be staying out late, partying and doing that kind of thing. Uh, And as you may know, Monster and Red Bull aren't the healthiest of energy drinks. Now, I've tried healthy energy drinks from the store, and to be honest with you, the ingredients are still extremely low quality, and they don't really make you feel that full of energy. It's kind of like a green tea from H-E-B. That is from uh, Texas here. Only those of you who will know, that's a grocery store. But I'm just letting you know that it's not as powerful. It doesn't really feel as good. And you know what? It's not even that high quality. I'm telling you, ACT Energy is the kind of quality of energy you want. It's this natural high, and it's it's like a gradual takes you up and then puts you down. There's no crash involved. It's not anything crazy. People call it the feel-good drink, and you can only know by trying it, right? Uh, now, you can access exclusive discounts and support this podcast financially by purchasing ACT Energy through the following website, dylansugs.younggevity.com. Trust me when I tell you that I refuse to promote stuff that is ineffective. The matrix is full of counterfeits and frankly, substandard health products. The matrix operates on a system of control, which applies to every facet of life, including the companies we choose to buy from. I'm a believer in the free market, and I believe that the greatest products deserve a fair share in the marketplace. By making a purchase with me, you are giving the greater products a chance to prove themselves to the market. Which, when referring to these products in specific, I can assure you that they have already exceeded expectations. Ask me why and how that's even possible through my email, and I'll gladly explain it in detail. To clarify, the website is dylonsuggs.you.com n g e v i t y dot com when on the website just search for act or act and scroll through and find the canister that's at least what i'm recommending you you look at you'll want to create a free account as a preferred customer to get access to the 25 percent discount the link should also be provided in the episode details just below the title so you can go straight there You will also um, get access to 25% off because this is my personal referral link. Break the matrix by investing in people and products that are tried and true. So yes, I'm unapologetic about promoting great products that I know you'll enjoy because I believe in entrepreneurship and self-funded enterprise. Your support not only helps yourself, but also helps me fund my operations in the future. I'm committed to being completely self-funded, and with your help, we can make that possible. If you have any specific questions about ACT, you can always reach me directly at gmail.com. If you have any additional questions, research, or information about the podcast you'd like to send to me, you can also reach me at that email. Now, let's begin. So I'm reading from this book, Resolved. True friends give the most when they receive the least. Friends serve one another with brotherly and sisterly love. Interestingly, love is a word that has several meanings. For instance, the ancient Greeks had four distinct words to communicate the concept of love. Agape, eros, storga, and philia. Agape embodies sacrificial love. Eros describes sensual love. Storge pertains to familial love. And philia, the subject of this chapter, symbolizes brotherly love. Like Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. The love between friends. Now just on that opening statement, we can see that Even the Greeks had four different things that meant love. And a lot of us, you know, um, bros out there, we don't even say I love you because we feel weird about it. You know, you don't feel manly. But in reality, love is transcendent beyond just you know sensual Oh, I love you cuz you know um, you're my woman or a woman vice versa like you feel affectionate towards your man now women are obviously more sensual and more affectionate period towards you know their own friends and they understand the word love and they express it probably better than most men but just in that opening statement you can get an idea of you know an expression of love being a part of everyday life and helping you understand that love can transcend that sensual one connection that you have with that particular significant other. Aristotle described philia love as the love displayed between two long-time friends serving each other with a mixture of virtue equality and familiarity. Regretfully however philia type friendships are not prospering today. In fact the quality, and quantity of friendship. According to the 2006 study of the American Sociological Review, is declining precipitously. In a survey of 1,467 people, data was collected and compared to an earlier survey from 19 years ago. The survey revealed dismally that the average number of people with whom Americans can discuss matters of importance had dropped by nearly one-third, from 2.94 people in 1985 to 2.08 in 2004. Researcher Professor Lynn Smith-Lovin commented, The evidence shows that Americans have fewer confidants and those ties are also more family-based than they used to be. This change indicates something that's not good for our society. Ties with a close network of people create a safety net. These ties also lead to civic engagement and local political action. The study also revealed that people with no one to discuss important personal matters more than doubled to almost 25% of survey respondents. That's one out of four people who do not have a true friend to confide in. uh, Sociologists affirm the need for social discourse, a person's network of friends and family to provide encouragement, counseling, and support. Wow, I mean, think about that statistic. Americans on average, this is from 2006, so you can imagine what that's like now. But in 2006, Americans only had 2.0 three people to confide in. Obviously this is statistics. So, you know, there's not 0.3 of a person, but the point is that on average, there's only two people that you absolutely trust with anything, you know, like your deepest, darkest secrets. Uh, that's not good. Now I'm not saying that you should tell your deepest, darkest secrets to five or 10 or 20 people, but to not have true close friends is a real issue. Um, You know, and that's something for me personally, I absolutely love my friends and I value networking and connecting with new people. Um, Recently, I've been feeling like the lack of that in my life is the source of a lot of issues that I've been having just, you know, with myself or whatever have you. Uh, So I know the value of having true friendship. Now, it's going to be very, very interesting as I continue to read Um, You guys are going to be really interested in some of these other things that deal with friendship. Some may believe that online networks like Facebook and Twitter can fill the void in social discourse and friendship, but the high-tech world cannot replace high-touch relationships. In fact, author Robert Putnam asked, what is the single most common finding from half a century of research on the correlation of life? satisfaction. His extensive research can be summarized in one sentence: that happiness is best predicted by the breadth or the breedeth and depth of one's social connections. Putnam, who has spent his life researching communities, didn't say a person's happiness was based upon his wealth or status, Instead, he concluded it's based upon his friendships. I could not agree more wholeheartedly. C.S. Lewis noted the shift in friendships years ago. To the ancients, friendship seemed the happiest and most fully human of all loves. The crown of life and the school of virtue. The modern world, in comparison, ignores it. It is something quite marginal. Not a main course in life's banquet. A diversion. Something that fills up the chinks of one's time. The modern world, in other words, is caught up in the pursuit of wealth and status while turning away from the true happiness offered in servant-based relationships. So this is really going to show that statistically speaking, if you want to be happy in your life, it's really not about your own self-fulfillment, success, and, you know, it's it's not what people think. It's actually just having good, solid friendships, having good, solid relationships that you surround yourself with, that you can confide in. You know, um, you ever felt that, that feeling when you have a, something happen to you but you just don't tell anyone about it? And you go days and weeks without saying anything, especially if it's about somebody that you care about and you, you just, for whatever reason, you hold it all in. A lot of people tend to explode, if you will, because they're bottling up everything. Because you're having these friendships, but they're not real friends. You know, they're just people who you kind of hang out with or you see around There is nothing better than having real, true friends. Something I can say is the people you're already around, why don't you pick and choose to actually dive a little bit deeper with people? Ask more questions. You know, a lot of people I think are afraid of asking difficult questions because they're afraid of getting those questions in return. You know, if you ask somebody, you know, what's really bothering you about life right now? Uh, And they respond and they go on about whatever's going on, you know, you would be afraid of them shooting that question right back at you and said, "Hey, what's bothering you about life right now?" And you have to be you have to sit there and be really vulnerable and really have this, you know, uh, breakthrough, if you will, and be like, "Oh wow, I have to be able to share myself with this person." So that's how you actually build friendships. Now, I'm not saying you should just trust anyone, but you should start by having a solid relationship with a couple people, asking good questions and then let them know about you. Let them get vulnerable with you and you get vulnerable with them. As you can see, based on what I just read, that's the key to happiness, having these deep found friendships. Now, let's go over the eight principles of true friendship. Notice how I talk about principles all the time. I don't talk about values as much because values can kind of change. Um, You know, if you value your sleep, Well, then when you have a child and your child is screaming, you know, in the middle of the night, I don't have a child, I'm just saying that you don't value your sleep as much anymore because you're valuing being there and comforting your child. Well, principles are different. Principles never change. So let's look at the principles of friendship. Number one, true friends form around shared insights, interests, or tastes, enjoying the common bond uniting them. Uh, When I think of that, which we're going to get into detail uh, with all eight. But when I think of that, just off the top of my head, I can tell you sports fans, political fans, these people who rally around the same common cause. Number two, true friends accept one another, loving each other despite their human imperfections. Number three, true friends approve of one another protecting each other's weaknesses while enhancing each other's strengths. Number four, true friends appreciate one another, encouraging, nurturing, and believing in one another's gifts and talents. Number five, true friends listen with empathy, understanding each other's hopes, fears, and struggles. Number six, true friends celebrate one another's success. Proud of each other's accomplishments without envy. Number seven, true friends are trustworthy, maintaining everything shared and confident with honor and self respect, knowing that gossip separates the best of friends. Number eight, true friends are loyal, respecting and defending one another's character, reputation, and motives as far as truth allows while addressing any issues between them promptly and privately. Well, we're going to dive into this. This is going to be really, really exciting. And I can just tell you right now, this is the part of the podcast that you're really going to enjoy. This is the reason why you should share this with your friends and family, because this is the value. It's, it's really understanding what true friends are all about. You ready? Let's dive into the first principle. True friends form around shared insights. True friends begin as companions but soon go further, developing a mutual love and respect for one another. Love is willing the ultimate good for the other person. Only a deep friendship, one that truly desires the best for the other person, will build bonds of this magnitude. C.S. Lewis depicted the feeling experienced amongst true friends when he wrote, Friendship arises out of mere companionship when two or more of the companions discover that they have in common some insight or interest or even taste which the others do not share and which till that moment each believed to be his own unique treasure or burden. The typical expression of opening friendship would be something like, What? You too? I thought I was the only one. In this kind of love, As Emerson said, do you love me means do you see the same truth, or at least do you care about the same truth? The man who agrees with us that some question little regarded by others is of great importance can be our friend. There is an indescribable joy in the discovery of and in being discovered by another human being, providing a brief respite from the loneliness of life. Emerson once shared, the glory of friendship is not the outstretched hand, not the kindly smile, nor the joy of companionship. It is the spiritual inspiration that comes to one when you discover that someone believes in you and is willing to trust you with a friendship. Aristotle distinguished between a genuine friendship and two counterfeit types. One founded on utility, the other on pleasure. A friendship based solely on utility, like a mailman, survives only as long as both parties receive benefit. While a friendship based only on pleasure, like golfing buddies, ends when one party no longer finds the activity pleasurable. Genuine friendship, on the other hand, is more enduring. According to Aristotle, it is those who desire the good of their friends for the friend's sake that are most truly friends, because each loves the other for what he is and for any incidental quality. Genuine friendship, then, will last as long as both parties are committed to virtue. Since a virtuous person desires good for his friends as much as for himself, virtue, however, doesn't mean lack of fun. The best of friends laugh often and heartedly. Just as one can tell a man's character by his ability to laugh at himself, so in a friendship, one can tell the quality of one's friends by their ability to laugh at each other. Not a derisive or condescending laughter, but simply one that acknowledges the imperfections, the faults, inherent in the human condition. Any friendship that cannot laugh at itself isn't a full friendship, just like a person who cannot laugh at himself isn't a full person. True friends enjoy one another's company while helping each other become better. Now, as you can see here, there's a theme here and it's all about knowing what genuine friendship is about and as you can see there also how you can just laugh and enjoy yourself like right? you know um you know that friend that you know you can just really let go with you know you can really just kind of you know un button and 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 just really be yourself and fully express yourself maybe even have a couple of couple drinks uh just really loosen up as they say that's the common term right loosen up well what is that even indicating well it's saying hey dude it's okay to just be yourself a lot of us we go home into our privacy and you know we have our own ways of loosening up and I'm just saying that there should be friends in your life that you can be completely yourself with. And that's what's going on here in this principle. Number two, true friends accept one another. The value of a true friend is immeasurable. Everyone makes mistakes, but love covers a multitude of sins, as 1 Peter 4 8 says. As such, a friend loves his friends enough to see past their faults and foibles and recognize the talents and treasures buried within. Friends have built bonds of trust that cannot be broken easily, especially when the relationship is coated with love, forgiveness, and grace. Friends offer one another grace when they make mistakes, recognizing their own faults, while forgiving their friends True friends both need and give grace while steering each other back to light and away from darkness. They see the hidden hurts, fears, and vulnerabilities, but love each other, warts and all, anyway. Now, I have a very, very best friend who I would think and in society would look at and be like, Oh, man, you know, like that person does the wrong things um, or whatever have you. And uh, our friendship transcends those things. You know, it's kind of like... You know, that person's able to be completely vulnerable with me. Have me completely understand them, and they know I'm not going to judge them. They know I accept them and love them, and I give them good advice, you know? And so that's the kind of friendship that you're looking at having, man. You got to have friendship that's worthwhile and that you accept each other truly. Uh, and then later it talks about the gossiping stuff. It's not, you know, it's different when you hear about somebody's problems and then you go and you gossip about them or you share that problem with somebody else. That's not your problem to share. So, You should keep it to yourself. And that's what destroys real friendship. That person trusted you with that information. Now you're over there talking and telling everybody about it. Number three, true friends approve of one another. If acceptance is described as withholding criticisms, then approval can be viewed as giving uh, uh, commendations. A true friend approves his friend's gifts and talents, but... How can one approve of others when he doesn't feel approved by them? Many times, this is the case amongst new friends, where they attempt to one-up the other's accomplishments. By the best policy is to first be impressed before trying to impress. By providing relationship oxygen to one's friend, he can breathe easier knowing he is accepted. Now, he is in a much better state of mind to approve others' accomplishments. Seek first to understand and then to be understood as the key principle in all relationships. After all, seeking to understand costs a person nothing. Unless self-pride is more important than others' self-worth but it makes a huge deposit in the relationship. Approval moves beyond mere acceptance of another person and moves into acclaiming specific abilities and actions and talents. To approve of others, a person must look for the qualities and attributes he respects in them and then point them out. Sadly, this is a rarely done or sadly, this is rarely done because so many are so focused on themselves and their actions. This is one of the reasons leadership is so rare because they are the few who have gotten over themselves so they can focus on others. Imagine the friendship revolution possible if more people focused on feeding approval to others rather than constantly hungering for it. Find what one respects in others and let them know. It costs nothing, but it provides immense value and untold joy to the other person. Wow, I mean, how many nuggets are you getting right here? If you just not only listen, but you're listening with the intent of accepting that person. Why is that? Especially when you meet them for the first time or you're, you're still new in, in terms of a friendship. You want to uh, accept them. You want to listen to them. Because then they're going to want to talk about themselves so much that once they're done talking about themselves, they will uh, breathe, if you will. And they'll actually respect you more when you begin to share your life. Don't you understand? This aspect of listening to them, accepting them, will be returned to you and it almost will become subconscious. That's the beautiful part of this kind of thing. Now, number four true friends appreciate one another. So we went from approve one another to appreciate one another. Let's see the difference. If acceptance is the appetizer and approval is the main dish, then appreciation is the dessert in the friendship buffet a person who appreciates a friend communicates to him that he is unique and is not just another face in the crowd. Depreciation indicates a loss in value. Conversely, something that appreciates gains in value. Therefore, appreciation adds value to others' lives. This is why when a person sets appointments, he should be on time or a few minutes early because this communicates a person appreciates and values another person's time. To really appreciate people, one should share all the good he finds with them and with others about them. Appreciation is great directly From one person to another, but sometimes it's even more impactful if they hear from a third person the kind words said about them from their friends. This is the good form of talking behind someone's back, sharing all the good that one knows about a person to others. Now, there's an author who quotes, Another characteristic of friendship above acquaintanceship is the genuine desire of friends to help each other. They really want others to do well and are happy to contribute to that welfare. Friends look for ways to help each other. They think of each other when opportunities arise. Have you ever uh, had somebody meet you for the first time and then you don't know them, but they say, oh my gosh, I have heard so much about you. Uh, And that could be a good thing, right? Hopefully. Uh, So don't you feel different? Now you're meeting them and you're kind of, you know, you puff out your chest a little bit and you're saying to yourself, oh, you heard about me, huh? Oh, of course you heard good things about me. And so it's that mentality though that helps people understand that if it happens to you, imagine what's going to happen if you continue to do it for others. So why don't you get from this podcast that you should talk about your friends and hype them up. Uh, Nowadays, the millennials say that I'm your hype squad. Uh, What does that actually mean, and, and why is that so important? Well, people are hyping each other up like, you know, you go, girl, or you know, you're awesome and you're amazing, or you're great at that. It's about really encouraging one another. It's creating an environment of encouragement. And it's very, very impactful for everyone's life. So just go out into your life and appreciate other people uh, and start to talk good about them. Uh, definitely stop talking bad. Uh, really catch your tongue when you begin to talk bad about somebody else. It's it's horrible because you know what? If you're talking bad about somebody, they're going to realize that you could easily um, – or, or let's, say, let's say you're talking to somebody about somebody else and you're saying something bad about them, the person you're talking to is going to equally think that you would do the same thing about them. You would do the same thing um, referring to them. So again, it's just this simple common sense thing, but a lot of people don't even understand what I'm saying. They, they don't know that this is a thing. Yeah, uh, you can't just gossip away and think that no one's talking about you behind your back. So you have to be careful about what you decide to say and to who. Remember, true friendship is about, yes, you get to talk about people, you get to do whatever you want, and it needs to stay between you two. Moving on. Number five, true friends listen with empathy. One of the best ways to show acceptance, approval, and appreciation is through listening. A person has two ears and one mouth. And they should be used in that proportion. People learn more from listening than from talking anyway, so cultivate the art of listening. Not surprisingly, people can tell when someone is truly listening or just going through the motions, waiting for the other person to pause long enough for him to speak again. Active listening, by contrast, requires discipline, allowing others to share. Until the true meaning and feelings are mutually understood. One of the biggest compliments a person can give another is to genuinely listen to him. Now this is really, really important guys. Because you need to practice listening. All of us do. Next time you're in a conversation, I want you to catch yourself thinking of what you're going to say next. And instead just listen. Wait for somebody because... They, they say something and that's, they finish one sentence and then let them think a little bit and then they say another sentence and it better describes their their topic or their purpose of, of the conversation. And if you keep listening, they will eventually come out with the true complete meaning of what they're trying to say. So sometimes the first thing that comes to your your mouth, out of your mouth, it doesn't encapsulate the idea you're trying to communicate. You have to take the time to think through by communicating. Do you get that? It's not about just thinking all about it. It's when you have somebody and you all know what I'm talking about. You have a friend that does listen to you and, and they're more quiet, you know, and you wonder why you like them so much. It's because they sit there quietly and listen to you as you develop your thoughts and you continue to talk and talk and talk and talk, right? Well, imagine having a relationship where you are an extrovert. Okay. But you're as an extrovert, you be, you start learning how to listen more. And the people around you are going to be like, Oh wow, usually you you know this person would interrupt me by now, but they're just letting me talk and talk and talk. And watch as you practice listening, you are going to start knowing more people. You, you people are going to start talking really good things about you because why? It's because people love to be heard. And if they're going to be around you, they should be heard. Don't be this person who continues to interrupt people, continues to cut them off, continues to try to make a point Sometimes the better relationship is built by just listening to what they have to say. Now, there's an example here with Abraham Lincoln. Let's listen. Abraham Lincoln, for example, in the midst of the Civil War, Emancipation Question sent a telegram to uh, Leonard Sweat, a longtime friend, stating, I need to see you. Sweat, having earned Lincoln's trust, accepted the president's request, packed his bags, and took the train from Illinois to Washington, D.C. Author Douglas Wilson shared, and I quote, Lincoln asked Sweat to listen as he read from letters and position papers and then laid out, in his own words, various arguments both for and against issuing a policy of emancipation. Sweat was an old friend and close confidant, and he was surely expecting Lincoln to say, Now, what do you think? But he didn't. Instead, when he finished, he said, tell all the folks hello when you get back to Bloomington, and I really thank you for coming. He asked Sweat to come to Washington simply to listen. Sweat was a true friend, with whom Lincoln trusted to unburden his heart. In the process, Lincoln solidified his thinking on his momentous proclamation. Of course, many times a friend will ask for advice, but either way, a friend is a trusted person who listens to others so they can unburden their hearts. One thing I can tell you for sure about me is I'll, I've will i learned to listen a lot. I have, but I'm always trying to give advice. It's like, I'll listen to somebody and I just know exactly what they need to hear as soon as they say something and I'll tend to interrupt and I'll just try to tell them that I'm telling you right now, guys, that's not how you're going to make an impact with people because a lot of people just need to be listened to. They're not really looking for advice. They're just looking to be heard. And as you hear them, they're going to wonder, wow, I mean, I feel so understood it's in that moment that they're going to want to confide in you even more. And it's going to be more of a prosperous relationship going forward. So I can tell you for uh, from experience that it has very much helped me to just be somebody who listens. Even though I have the best advice, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what this person should do. Um, that doesn't mean it's my right or my position to tell them what to do. So I uh, advise all people to take that same position, especially you extroverts. For introverts, I'm going to tell you that you should probably speak up a little bit more, be heard more. Uh, But for those extroverts out there who I know, uh, you know who you are, you need to stay quiet. You need to start listening more. Number six, true friends celebrate one another's success. This is a big deal. True friends celebrate each other's victories. This is essential for true friendship, as friends should be one another's greatest cheerleaders. Friends refuse to let petty jealousness or envy rot out the core of a friendship, because each friend desires the other's good as much, if not more, than he desires his own. Friends are not competitors. Rather, they are cooperators the biggest fans and partners possible to help achieve each other's purpose. A friend that envies another person is not that person's friend. For when a true friend has a victory, it raises the tide for all ships in the friend's harbor. Even if it didn't, however, a true friend is proud and inspired by his friend's accomplishments. Friends dream, laugh, struggle, lose, cry, win, and celebrate together a person should be the most enthusiastic cheerleader for his friend's success even when he is struggling personally there are seasons in everyone's life but one's challenges should rain on a friend's parade oh wait yeah 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 so even even if someone else is having that challenge it should even impact you right Celebrating with friends in this fashion lets them know that their efforts and quest for excellence are making a difference. In reality, there are two ways to react to a friend's success, admire and emulate, or envy and degenerate. A true friend admires and emulates where possible while celebrating a friend's accomplishments as if uh, if it's his own. This forms an even stronger bond of fidelity since so few will celebrate another's success genuinely without the smallest hint of jealousy or envy in his heart. Friends lift each other when together and apart. As mentioned previously, talking behind each other's backs is perfectly acceptable as long as it's all the good qualities one knows. By applauding one another's accomplishments, friends build each other's reputations to match their level of character within the community. So again, this is a very big deal. A lot of people tend to get jealous. Um, they tend to get weird when someone else is having success. Um, I know I've had this happen to me before in the past. Um, I might hear a good friend you know, who we may have uh, lost ties with one another, and I hear that they did very well or they accomplished something they really wanted to. And a part of me is is feeling like, oh man, you know, like we're not friends anymore, and um, they made it big or they did something great, and I wasn't there. Uh, and so you almost wanna, you almost have a guilt saying to yourself, like, wow, you know, I was holding that person back. Um, I've I've felt that way before. Um, so I know I know what this is. This book is referring to. It's that feeling of just envy or jealousness. I don't really have envy or jealousness towards anybody, but there is a feeling of guilt sometimes. I'm like, oh, you know. Um, you know, I didn't help them get to, to that goal, you know, that they wanted to get to. Um, but other than that, I can tell you right now, there have been people who are, uh, my some acquaintances or friends that have definitely shown jealousy and envy towards me. Um, and so they're always looking to destroy my reputation and they're always talking behind my back. Um, and so, you know, that is what it is, but that's a part of life. So I think that there are, uh, um, attributes to having more haters, uh, having people talk bad about you, that that means uh, really, truly, it means a good thing because people are going to talk no matter what. So if they're going to talk, they might as well be talking about you one way or another because if they're talking about you, you're still being talked about, right? Uh, So you're still uh, getting more popular, if you will. So the last principle, number seven, is true friends are trustworthy. Without trust, a person cannot open his heart to others, making his relationships shallow. But how can one build trust with others? Perhaps the simplest answer is to follow the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. A friend listens to another's innermost thoughts and protects these with his life. True friends never violate one another's confidences. Indeed, when a person shares his fears, struggles, ambitions, or dreams, a true friend can be counted on to listen without judging, empathize without pitying, and guide without lecturing. Trust is built when one can hear the burdens of another person's heart, listening empathetically, and offering earnest advice without looking down upon them. Furthermore. True friends don't exit the scene when life gets tough. Instead, they exhibit loyalty and sacrificial love, supporting each other in times of trouble. False friends, on the other hand, may speak a good game, but merely associate for the perceived personal gain by doing so. Naturally, these fair-weather friends depart the scene when the storms appear and the benefits end. How many times have you seen in movies and and shows and stuff when some guys, you know, uh, big time and and making all this money and successful and going to the clubs and having all this fun and spending all this money only to realize that when the money runs out, so do your friends. And those are false friends. That's what this is referring to. Oh, Oh, by the way, we have the final, final principle, number eight. So it wasn't seven. It was eight. Okay, number eight. True friends are loyal. A trusted friend is loyal when they are together and even more importantly when not together. As Martin Luther King Jr. said, in the end we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Loyalty means loyalty doesn't mean taking a friend's side on every issue. But it does mean one is a friend regardless of whether he agrees with his friend in that specific instance. Friends protect a friend's character, honor, and reputation as far as the truth allows while resolving any issue privately and promptly. What is that referring to? Well, when your friend goes and cheats on their significant other, you want to preserve the the friendship and you, you want to preserve the character because maybe they made an honest mistake. But at the end of the day, you don't want to lie for your friend. Does that make any sense? You know, you don't just sit there and blatantly like, oh, that never happened, blah, blah, blah. So sometimes your friends can get you in trouble. And I guess what this book is referring to in this place is you, can, you, you must protect your friend's reputation with honor. But only as far as the truth goes. So if you're asked to lie, you shouldn't have to lie for your friends. Lying is never going to get you anywhere. So now Lincoln said, a friend is one who has the same enemies as you have. I know some high school girls are like, totally. This is true so long as the friends are on the side of truth. I'm going to say that one more time, how important that is. This is true so long As the friends are on the side of truth. So if you're in a big gang of friends and you guys are all lying for your other friend who totally cheated on his girlfriend, then, you know, you're creating enemies where you shouldn't. You shouldn't have to stand up for your friend who was, who was, uh, you know, not telling the truth. Who's lying. Now, the key principle is loyalty to the absent, protecting the character of those not present to stand up for themselves. For example, if a person wouldn't say something about another person if they were in the room, then why should he say it when he's not present? Disastrously, when this principle is abused, the gossiper loses many of his mutual friends who realize if they gossip about one of their friends, he most likely will gossip about them also. I just said this earlier. People who spread rumors to third parties seek to lift themselves by lowering others. In reality, however, the table bearer merely loses trust with leaders who follow the correct principles while only fooling non-leaders who love to get in the mud with the dirty person. Wow, this is very key. So if you're getting popular by talking mess or talking shit about other people, then what's going to happen is you're going to end up surrounded around other people who are gossipers. and to be honest with you, who are fucking losers. You don't want to be around losers because losers talk about other people, okay? Average people talk about events and they they talk about, you know, other people and they talk about other things going on. Now, the real true friends, the higher-minded people if you will, the leaders, they talk about vision, future, They invest in themselves. They invest in their relationships. That is the key difference between a true friend and a loser. Don't be a loser and stop gossiping about your friends. I understand that maybe you're saying things that you feel that need to be said to other friends, but I'm telling you right now, you need to privately address your issues with the person that you have a problem with because it's just weakness, if you I understand getting counsel from people about certain things, but other than that, it's just pure weakness. If you don't have any intention in confronting that friend or that person about your issue, then you should quit talking bad about them. Okay. So now, now in summary, true friendship is a lost art in today's me generation, but this only increases the value of finding a true friend. The best way to find friends of such caliber is to be one. This is why developing the art and science of friendship is one of the matrix breaker's principles for its value of true friendship is immeasurable in the amount of joy it brings to one's life. One must make a commitment to give more to each of one's relationships than one receives. Although, although this is s- simple in theory, it is much tougher in practice because true friends are seeking to bless more than be blessed by their friends. A person's real wealth isn't his net worth, but rather in re- in his relationships with God, family, and friends. Therefore, nurture all three. No amount of money can buy the joy experienced in true friendships nor cancel the pain of a damaged relationship. Nevertheless, it's better to love others and lose once in a while than to not love at all. Resolve today to be a true friend to others. Now, I hope that finds you well and I can help you in this journey of finding true friends. Uh, I will tell you this, if you don't have a true friend, or if you want true friends like I do, I want more true friends. The more I have, the better off I am. Um, Contact me personally. Uh, If you're listening, especially if you're listening to this podcast 50 minutes into it, that tells me that you value my um, advice, you value my content enough to where I would love to extend a friendship with somebody like you. So if you're listening this far, feel free to reach out to me privately on Instagram or over Facebook just anywhere you can reach me. Let's have a conversation, let's talk, let's be friends. But I can tell you right now, guys, this this principle is so important to breaking that matrix because at the end of the day, like I said, one of these major matrices is is yourself and it's your friends and proximity is power. And so today you should make that commitment to uh, eliminate bad friends or bad relationships and start to invest in new ones. Everyone is looking for the same thing. I'm telling you, if you commit to yourself that you're going to be a great friend to others, then as you go out and hunt down other friends, they will come to you. Trust me when I say that. And I really do mean it when I offer my own friendship with you as well. Like I said, if you're listening this far, then you're clearly a friend of mine. So feel free to reach out. This concludes this principle. I'm excited for the future. Share this with people. Give a rating. Um, leave a comment on um, the podcast that you're listening to right now. I greatly appreciate it. Other than that, guys, you guys um, have a great rest of your evening, morning, afternoon, You know whatever part of the day it was. So have a good one. Peace.